Welcome to the midweek edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. This week we're going to be looking forward to the Oxford United game at the weekend as we visit not the Manor Ground but the Kassam Stadium. Previewing the game is myself Barry and I'm joined by Paul and Adam. How are we doing fellas? Not too bad you? Yeah I'm doing fine thank you. Right we've had some bad news today haven't we regarding Latics player Jordan Cousins. It looks like he's possibly out for the rest of the season. If he's not out for the full season, he'll be fit to resume back in April, which is virtually saying he's out for the season. Tendon come off the bone, apparently. It looked like a bit of an innocuous challenge. Big miss for us. Yeah, I mean, he's been a, our strongest midfield for that period of eight games with Naylor. Did we miss him a lot? Not, not a lot, but probably missed him a bit. And obviously, you know, clearly a good a uh, very important member of the squad, you know, because, you know, Powers picked up suspensions. Bayless hasn't had a lot of football. We've got Scott Smith out as well for a significant period of time. Obviously, Max Power is also the cover at right back. So, you know, on, on occasions, we don't really have any cover at right back, apart from Power, and, unless Kirk can move over there. We are a bit short in that uh, central midfield uh, berth at the moment. You don't miss him because you've got people that can come in and do a job and do a, a decent job. I think what you do is you thin the squad to the point where the next person that you miss, you probably will miss quite a lot. Because, you know, you've got to remember, we're already missing Charlie White from that team that put the run together now you're missing Jordan Cousins there's two out and I, and I think you know we, we still are missing White much as the deputies are doing an able job I think there's there's better able deputies in midfield but once they go or somebody else goes then you really start to sort of ask questions and say how does the, the overall strength of this team stay the same yeah I think it's an area uh, along with what you mentioned there Paul up front uh, or a target man an area that will we will possibly be looking to recruit in in the uh, January transfer window. I'm not saying for the league, but maybe for playing more cup games, we've got um, a decor as well who's who's impressed in the games he's played. If you're putting him on the bench and you're playing him for 10, 20 minutes here and there, you'd think, yeah, from the quality of Cousins and Naylor, you could perhaps patch over that gap for 10 minutes. You know, if you play Naylor power, you patch over it for the other other 80 minutes but if you start starting a deco he's got to step up somewhat to fill that gap for for the full 90 minutes hasn't he yeah that's um, what I'm saying probably not in yeah. the league but maybe maybe certainly in the the cup tie at Oldham you'd think he'd be a definite starter there wouldn't you yeah, especially with Smith out. I think we'll be looking to recruit, to be honest. But it was interesting on Monday evening, me and Paul went down to the stadium to watch the under-23s and I was surprised that Adiko wasn't in that squad. Adam Long wasn't either. He must have, he must be carrying a knock. Long is, in, Long is injured. I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I can't remember where I've heard it, but I definitely heard it somewhere that Long has picked up an injury. So, because that's why he wasn't—he didn't feature, did he, in one of the cup matches where we expected him to? Mm, that's right. Against Accrington away, he was in that that's game. Right, yeah. 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 So you'd have thought Barbara Dico might have played in that game, but he, he didn't—he didn't do. With McHugh and McGee in midfield, and Paul. I mean, if we just have a quick uh, reminisce about Monday, <laughs> it was for me. It was like it was all what it wasn't men against boys, but it was you could tell Cruz team was a little bit older than ours. It, it was that thing where you can put all the cliches that you want on it. You know, they they wanted it more. They were stronger. They were faster. They were more alert. You know, it's always a combination thereof of all of the above. I, I mean, they were, they deserved to win. I, I know the, the club reports that we could have 
you know, in the second half, we gave a much better account of ourselves, which is true. But I do think crew deserve to win. Maybe they'd have been better off at 2-1 than 3-1. Goal line flatter him a little bit. But if we'd have drawn, we'd have got away with one and they'd have been disappointed. I think it's the way you, you sum that up. It was one of those nights, wasn't it? Because they yeah, absolutely hammering down. The big positive for me was the goal that we scored. Uh, Tom Costello finished off a great driving run. I, th- I think it was... I don't, I'm, well, I'm not sure who drove out of our area with the ball, but he, he run the length of the pitch, didn't he? Yeah, um, and, and got and got to the point where there was an option left, an option right, or carry on yourself. And uh, he slotted it to Costello, who took it on and banged it in the corner. Yeah. Nice was, finish, wasn't it? It was a great finish, yeah. It was a great finish. I'll be honest with you, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed just being at the ground. I enjoy yeah. going to the ground. Uh, and with what's going on at the moment around the country, it makes you wonder whether we should be soaking it up because we don't know what's coming. Uh, I mean, we'll leave the politics to one side, but I, I was glad to go and just get some in-game atmosphere. Given what you've said, Barry, just then, that previous comment, maybe your Cousins is, might have 20 games at the end of the season. <laughs> well, the, the, I've seen it mentioned today that if, if the season does get cut short, points per game, we're up. Yeah, end it now. Yeah, points, are, we, are we top Champions. points per game? Champions, yeah. Yeah, would yeah. 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 we take it? Nah. Be, we won't be able to have a, a party, though, maybe just a cheese and wine gathering. Yeah, a bit of a quiz. Networking event. We don't talk politics on here, though, do we? Give no, somebody a knife, and if they see a balloon, they can pop them. We've got a game on Saturday, hopefully, fingers crossed. A game against opponents who we had a game postponed not too long ago, Oxford United. We're going down to the Kassam Stadium, and I've managed to, to rope in Scott Walkinshaw from oxblogger.com, and he is on tw- Twitter at Ox. Twitter. I'd recommend people check him out because I, I know he does game reviews and he, he's very good. He is a very good and fur reviewer of, of games. So perhaps on, on Saturday evening or Sunday when he gets his, his uh, match reports out, just have a read and you know, you'll be surprised at how unbiased he actually is. So let's have a listen to what Scott thinks about Oxford United the chances of winning the game and the place to look out for, and importantly, what he thinks of Carl Robinson. In recent seasons, we've struggled uh, at the start of the season, started really slowly, lots of new players, a um, bit of instability, and it's taken time to get going, and we've always been playing catch-up. But this season's been completely different. We started really solidly and we've continued. We had a lot of stability over the summer, so we were able to kind of move from a position of strength. So this season's really kind of, um, we've started strongly and continued strongly. So we're in a really good position based on previous years. We've reached the playoffs in the last uh, couple of seasons, so I think there's real expectation that that, would be the, the the minimum requirement for this season. We're currently sitting in the playoff places, so in that sense, we're absolutely meeting our expectations. The good start to season, I think, has surprised a few people, I think, because in the past we've started very sluggishly and that's uh, not been a great thing. So in the league, definitely, uh, we've gone out early in the Cups this season, which actually, including the Papa John's, which actually I think will play to our advantage because we have a very undisrupted end to the season. So 
um, it's definitely meeting our expectations and we're pretty hopeful for the rest of the year. I think Carl Robinson divides opinion more generally. He's very outgoing and uh, and very opinionated, very animated on the bench. So I think opposition fans don't t- tend to like him. And definitely when he turned up at Oxford, that was a, a little bit of scepticism about him. But uh, he's t- created a team that, that's as entertaining as as any Oxford team over the last I don't know, 20, 20 years and more. And he also gets football clubs. I've never heard a manager speak in the same way about what clubs mean to their communities. So there's a lot of support for him amongst the fans. Players to look out for. Our midfield is is packed full of talent. Uh, Cameron Brannigan um, is quite well known uh, in the division and lots of talk about him moving up to the championship at some point. Um, we've got James Henry, who's got a lot of experience and um, he's always got a, a goal, a very creative player. Matty Taylor's got a, a strong uh, goal-scoring record at this level. Uh, the two probably to really look out for that maybe other fans wouldn't be so aware of um, would be uh, Mark Sykes, uh, a winger in the very traditional mould. And he's come on a lot this season, started scoring goals, which was something that was missing from his game. And the whole piece is kind of held together by... Herbie Kane, who we've got on loan uh, from Barnsley for the season um, and is a player that Carl Robinson knows uh, from his days at the Liverpool Academy. So uh, he pulls the strings in in midfield and and really has made quite a difference to what was a pretty solid team already. Um, But he's brought some creativity. Everything he does with the ball is positive and that makes a really big difference. And and, uh, you can sort of see that in the in the results, the season going. Being an Oxford fan for a long time is that uh, it's very rare that we have a full season uh, without some sort of blip. Uh, we, we won promotion in 1996 uh, based on a about half a season's worth of good results. So it's going back a long time to see a whole season where we, we're solid. But I think this season, more than any it looks like we're able to go the distance. We've navigated a pretty tricky period recently where a lot of players were out with COVID. We were down to the bare bones, but we've still secured four points from a possible six, including a draw with Rotherham. So, you know, we've we've navigated one tricky period and I think, uh, you know, that, that sets us up well. We've probably got to get through the next uh, month or so um, and so the chaos of Christmas and weather disrupting games and stuff like that but then if we can navigate that then I think we'll be in really good position to secure playoffs uh, maybe even further even more if games go with it go for us our home form has been first class we've only lost one game this season to Plymouth when they were on a really hot streak of form Uh, we've played Wickham and Drew and Rotherham um, and Drew as well keeping clean sheets in both of those games Um, and otherwise um, we have been in really good form playing really good football Uh, we do have a tendency to concede a goal but we don't have a tendency to concede lots of goals so um, yeah the the home form is is pretty good Uh, the Kassam's a funny stadium because it's sort of it's very open as everybody knows and and even Oxford fans don't love it Um, and it kind of feels like the kind of place where 
goals would get leaked. But um, but yeah, no, we're we're it's a bit of a it's become a bit of a fortress for us this season. One of our challenges has been beating teams at the top of the division. Um, it was a real challenge for us last season. We didn't win too many games against top six teams. We dominate teams further down the table, and that's where we pick up our points. This season has been better. We beat MK Dons last week away. Uh, and as I say, we've uh, drawn with Wickham and with Rotherham at home. So we have picked up points. We haven't necessarily dominated teams. Um, we've also drawn with Sunderland, beaten Sheffield Wednesday away. Uh, the form is really good. And I think probably my prediction is based on where... Wigan are because the way I look at it, it, they seem to veer from being sort of dominant team in the division to to relegation threatened last season and then back again. So I looking at their form, I think it's going to be pretty tight. Uh, I would like to say it's going to be a win. I think it's more likely I'm going to call it a 1-1 draw. Right, well, that was Scott. And again, it's oxblogger.com. Check his... Uh blog out and also ox tweeter on twitter uh he's gone for a one all adam we don't draw many do we i mean i know we, we drew our last game but we we don't tend to draw that many games i think we've only drawn one away from home this season haven't we at cambridge but maybe we we you know we we draw in famous university towns i guess i can see where he's coming from because they're really in good form at the moment you know they beat the mk dons didn't they who are a good side terms of the thoughts on Robinson I think he said it can divide opinion but I think I think what he's really saying is it divides opinion <laughs> you love him if he's your manager and you don't like him if he's not your manager and to be fair I mean it's a bit odd really because the the, the two uh, meetings we had with him at our place in the Paul Cook season he was very very negative it was so boring that wasn't really him at MK Dons I mean I always thought of him as a quite expansive player uh, manager you know they used to play really nice football I mean he brought like Delhi Ali came through there didn't he and obviously Ali and Greg you know they were they were banging them in maybe he had a look at it at first and thought well don't really have the players to play expansive because remember the previous Oxford manager played very expansive against us at their place that season and uh, let's just say it didn't go well for um, for Pep not the Pep, but the other Pep. It's picked out a couple of players though, Paul. For us, Cameron Brannigan is somebody that we know know of because we were linked with him when he was at Liverpool. Um, we couldn't agree a loan deal to bring him in because he wanted him to play every game, which we wouldn't agree to. That, was that the season we got Rhys James instead? No, no, it was um, Gary Colwell's first season in the Championship, if right. memory serves me right, uh, when he got sacked. So maybe if we'd have brought him in, he might not have got sacked. <laughs> who knows? He's uh, the man who makes everything tick. Yeah, Herbie Kane. It's always good when you get pointed at the man to watch so you know who you're keeping an eye on. you got two there that I think are these ones that other people don't know about to watch. And they're always good because they're the ones that catch you by surprise, aren't they? For me, Matty Taylor is the one to watch because he always, always blinking scores against us. Whether he's playing for Bristol Rovers or whoever, Oxford United, he scored last season. And he reminds me a little bit, he's like a, a poor man's Will Grigg. Similar sort of build and similar sort of striker. Uh, not as good, though. Obviously not. Well, they need to keep us out, don't they? Because they, we, obviously the record we've got of scoring every game still, that continues. 
Yeah, yeah there was a, good, a, great, a great graphic uh, on the internet today with uh, ourselves and Milan, Liverpool. Inter and Bayern Munich. The yeah. five clubs. Good, good company. <laughs> yeah, for them. Right, Paul, referee. Have we got a, a ref watch for this game? Yeah, we have. We have. The referee will be Mr. James Bell, who's in his second season as a nationalist referee. He's refereed the Latics only the ones previously, which was last season's goalless home draw with Bristol Rovers back in November. He's had two Oxford games, one last season and one this season. And his card watch is 21 games, 69 yellows, zero reds and eight penalties. And that's James Bell, who is your referee against Oxford on Saturday. I think this could be a, a ding-dong game. I'm just going to go on to the uh, to the previous <laughs> night. So we've, we've, we've played only 12 occasions, which is a bit surprising because we've played them quite a bit recently. Uh, we've won six, just the one draw, five defeats. First meeting came in December 82, which I think I'm right in saying was our first season at that level, Division 3. Uh, 4008 braved a bitter cold day and saw Jim Smith, a very famous manager. Jim Smith's Oxford ran out 1-0 winners. We finished that season in 18th spot, really, which wasn't bad for the first uh, time at that level. Probably when we were just building what was one of our best ever young young sides getting into the sort of mid to late 80s. Uh, last season, Oxford completed the double over us, winning both games by two goals to one. Uh, and if you recall last season, uh, we had a, a long delay in that game uh, because the game was interrupted uh, by a fire uh, at half-time, which is a very unusual occurrence. I mean, really, if you think about it, our last two visits to there, there was a fire, and the previous game, Will Grigg was on fire as he scored a hat-trick in a 7-0 win. Let's see what whether we'll be burning away on uh, on Saturday. And I think we're now going to go to predictions, hand you back to our chair, Barry. Predictions for Saturday and possible team selection as well. Can you see Joe Bennett coming back in? Or did Tom Pierce do enough to keep his place? Probably would say Pierce deserves another another goal, though, really. I think Bennett will be used over Christmas. I, I, I can't see whichever left-back will play two, the, the two games that are near each other. I think the 26th and the 29th, I think. But I think Pierce for this one, he's got the shirt. I think he had a good game. Provided he's not picked up any minor knocks. I think, for me, Tom Pierce gets that nod. He's got the shirt at the moment. How do you see it going, Adam? Yeah, it's a tough game again, but... You know, I, I, when we played a tough game or a tough opponent, I like us being aware. I, ju- I just think that it suits us. I mean, I was saying to somebody the other day, it definitely suits players like uh, Will, uh, like James McLean. I think James McLean has been possibly our best player away from home this season, but hasn't really done it that much at home. You know, so I think it's like he gets... You wind him up and it gives him that extra little bit of fire in his belly. I mean, he's got the quality, but if he's got the quality and the fire in his belly, you know, I think I think he could have a really big game. You know, we've got a, a lot of our forward players are in form. You know, defensively, we've been reasonably uh, solid. You know, we've got really good centre-backs, you know, whoever plays there. You know, not for me, you can play any combination of those four. And I think we've still got strong centre-backs. It's going to be a tough game. It's not. They're not going to give us. It won't be a seven nil. I guarantee you that. But I think, I think we we can get a win out of this game. And I'm going to go 
Two goals to one. It's one of those games that you don't really need to do a team talk for, isn't it? Because it's you know you know you're playing a tough opponent. You know you, you you've got to go there and try and get something, if not all three points. So you don't really need to fire people up for it because they know it, it's the away games to teams at the bottom. I don't like. I, I think I think Adams covered it. I mean, same up front. You've got three or four options to fit. You know, you've got two or three that that you like Lang and Keane that you know are going to be there. And then you've got three or four options that it's you know pick two from three or pick three from uh, two from four, whatever. You see it as the same team then? Do you think Paul from last Saturday, given they've had a week off? Yeah, there's no reason why not. But I mean, you've got Jones, you've got Humphreys, Asgard. You know, Edward, Edwards did all right when Ed, he came Edwards, on. yeah. So you, you've got, I mean, you've got let's say any two from four. Whoever, whoever he thinks fancies it on the day, whoever's put the best numbers in in training, you know, whoever he thinks lines up well against their defenders, it, it, it's the decision of the manager. He's, he's got options, and if the options he chooses don't work, he's, he's got other viable options on the bench. It's one of them, isn't it, where, where if the players that start don't do well and the players that come on do do well, you know, you're either praising the manager for making the right substitutions or slagging the manager off for not getting it right in the first place. And that depends on your preordained agenda. Yeah, I mean, I think I think in the forward positions for me, the the, the, the rotation has been the wider players, hasn't it? I, I think yeah. for me at yeah. the moment, without Charlie White being there, I think the two attacking players that start every game, if the fate is Keane and Lang, I think. Yeah, and well, I, like I say, they started the other way around on Saturday. I didn't see how long they were that way around, but Keane, uh, Keane was definitely the more advanced in the very early stages of the game last Saturday. And then, obviously, they switched somewhere along the way that I didn't pay any attention to. But, yeah, as, as for a prediction, I will take take a one apiece because I don't want us to lose this record of scoring every game and I don't want to get too giddy just predicting a win every week. Oh, too giddy? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm exceedingly giddy. And I think Oxford United are one of those sides that, think above their station. I don't think they're as good as what they believe they are. But there's quite a few teams in this division like that, but Wondrous being a prime example. But we're not talking about Bolton this week. We're talking about Oxford United. For all, Scott, in his preview, was talking about how good he thinks they are and the form that they're in. Uh, they've not played Wigan Athletic. And, you know, we are, without doubt, us and Rotherham are the two best sides in this division. Without With that in mind, uh, with us being the best team in the division, along with Rotherham, I think it's going to be... I, I can't see them scoring at all. I think this is the game where Matty Taylor comes unstuck. And it's going to be... I'm going to stick my neck out for a 3-0 Latics win. Lang two and one for, for Will Keane. Yeah, Barry, just to give a bit of balance, I'll, I'll, I will come back to you on that point for balance, given the fact you said that our... Oxford contributor was very fair. Well, to be fair to Oxford, they have been in the playoffs for the last two years. They're currently sitting in the playoff zone. I think there's a big difference between Oxford United and Bolton, yeah, <laughs> who, who basically look more likely to go down at the moment than to uh, to get promoted. So, I, I don't. I don't personally think that they. I, I, I think at the start of the season, you'd have probably said top eight. Uh, I don't think they're good enough to finish top two. I clearly think we are good enough to finish top two, but uh, I'll give a bit of balance because I think I think they've been a decent decent side consistently now for the last few years. Yeah, I I, I agree with the fact that they finished in the playoffs for the last two seasons and they're, they're there at the moment. But you've got to ask yourself this: 
Did they get to the playoff finals? No. Blackpool did them 3-0 last year down at the Kassam. You know, so it shows what they're like. They buckle under pressure. Carl Robinson buckles under pressure. We know exactly what he's like. We knew the shenanigans he were playing the other week. I just thought we'd go there and give him a, a good spanking. And that's what I think we'll do. Yeah. At least we'll turn up. Oh, fingers crossed we do now. We said always. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some good games coming this weekend. I'll just read off the fixture list. It's a full programme. Wimbledon play Portsmouth. The aforementioned Bolton Wanderers are at home to Wickham Wanderers. So a game of the, for the Wanderers there. Come on, Wickham. Even though they're, you know, not too far behind us. In fact, they're on the same number of points. But, you know... I hope they go and give him a good taste room. Burton Albion and MK Dons. Hmm. I can see it. Burton Albion nicking that, to be honest. Uh, Cambridge United and Rotherham. Rotherham will win. Gillingham yeah. and Crew, Ipswich and Sunderland. There's going to be 75,000 on for that game, I believe. The two biggest <laughs> supported clubs in the division. Wow. Lincoln play Doncaster. Markham and Fleetwood. Battle of the Seaside. Oxford and Wigan Athletic, of course. Plymouth and Charlton Athletic. Ooh, bad time for Plymouth to be playing Charlton this with the runs that they're both on. Sheffield Wednesday and Accrington. And Shrewsbury versus Cheltenham, which will be... I'm picking that out as the game of the day because it sounds as dull as dishwater, but I think it could surprise us all and it'd be 5-4 to one team or the other. Just an observation on that table. I mean, it's unbelievable, isn't it? The form, if you look at the top nine... Take out Plymouth, who are in terrible form. MK Dons to an extent. If you take those two out of the top nine, the other seven haven't lost a game between them in the last five. You know, and there's a there's at least uh, I think Sheffield Wednesday are on a twelve match unbeaten run. I think we're on um eleven. I don't know what we are in the league, but it's eleven in all competitions. And I think Rotherham have hit twenty. So there's some sides there in serious form. It's a, it's a really odd division this year. I mean, presumably, if we had the other half of the table on the screen, there must be some lots of red L's near the bottom of the table. <laughs> yeah, Gillingham lost the last five. You know, that, that, that shows that the fact that we've managed to stay in second, you know, through a, a tricky period when other sides have been playing really well as well, we're not doing it on default, are we? You know, we're doing it. We're, we're keeping up with the pace because we we've been we've been playing well and we've been picking points up when we've needed to. Yeah, and we've games in hand. You know, so absolutely, absolutely great. Right, we'll we'll be back on Sunday with a reaction to the Oxford game and seeing if I'm eating my hat <laughs> after my bull predictions. Join us on Sunday if you can. Until then, it's a goodbye from me. And goodbye from us. Up the ticks. Come on. Mm-hmm.